Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle, All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Dew. And we have John Mosey, who is from Michigan. He also has a, a handful of gravel races that we are going to talk about. The one, and I'm so I am super excited to have John on um, as a we're going to be talking uh, race organizer stuff here. We're going to be talking about 2023 events that you should participate in if you're local or even not like, I don't know how far you would travel for a gravel race. I've traveled 10 hours. Um, and also another thing about John and his events is he's part of the I love gravel racing point series, right? Yep. Yep. We're, uh, yeah. With, yeah. With Pamela Harper, which is another episode that is, uh, you should go check out. So John, I'm super excited to bring you on, hear about your story and hear about your events for our listeners. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Stoked to be here. All right. So before we get into all the details about racing, how did you get into riding and how did you had it morph into your first off uh, events, then into your gravel stuff? Uh, started as an injured runner. Like I think <laughs> a lot of people do. A lot of, a lot of triathletes start that way. And I think a lot of cyclists start that way. You know, you, you get hurt, you do too much running and you, you try to stay in shape. So you start riding a bike. We love those. Yeah. And I actually <laughs> really, really hate running. Um, I just did it because it was a way to lose weight and it's easier. Didn't need all the equipment and cycling is what I love. All right. So how did that get you into starting? So John has two triathlon events that kind of morphed into his first, the Dirty Mitten gravel race. So talk about how the evolution or how you decide to do the triathlons then into the uh into the gravel back in 2016 i got lost up in uh, northern michigan on a seasonal jeep road with my tri bike with skinny little tires and <laughs> i had to hike a bike for a mile or two it was terrible uh, but i remember thinking that would make an awesome gravel try which didn't exist at the time uh, didn't really do anything with it, but fast forward a few years later, we were on a road trip down, uh, then to called land run, but now mid South down in Oklahoma. Uh, and a buddy mentioned something about, uh, the current owners of Grand Rapids try and Michigan titanium. were just getting a little tired and worn down. And I reached out to them about just renting some equipment and I walked out of a, a meeting <laughs> with them and I owned the two largest uh, independent races in the state, along with my, my buddy and partner, John Conkling. 
Well, they must have been good negotiators. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, okay. My, my wife would tell you I have problems with impulse control. So <laughs> it, it wasn't really too surprising. You could have came back with a bike. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've done that a lot. Uh, a lot of bikes. But um, yeah. So from there, we, we took over those two races. And uh, in 2021, we added and created the first annual uh, Dirty Mitten. Uh, which the first year was just a gravel try. And then last year we made a gravel, we made a weekend out of it, Dirt Fest weekend. And Saturday is actually a uh, gravel bike race. Dirt Fest weekend. Yeah. So we have a a lot of people that actually do both. Uh, We had a sweet hoodie this year for people that did both of them. Um, And it's, it's kind of fun because it's two very different courses. The, the bike race on Saturday um, it, it takes place at a, a Camp Manitoulin down in Barry County, Michigan, which is the same place Barry Roubaix is. And the bike race on Saturday goes west and it's, it's flatter, uh, a little easier, faster course. And then the triathlon on Sunday uses a lot of the same roads as Barry Roubaix. Um, oh. And the half, we call it, there's the, the shorty and the long one. The long one is uh, an Olympic distance triathlon. Uh, and then last year, or this year, I guess we added the half crazy. And <laughs> that is probably the most difficult 70.3 bike course I know of in the country. Oh, like gravel bike course for the, for the tri portion. Yeah. Uh, the bike courses on just Saturday are, they're, they're relatively flat compared to like barrier Bay. Uh, and they're just fast. They're really mm-hmm. fun. People had a lot of fun with it this year. So that, that, those are your triathlons. That's three of them. Then we also have the ugly dog, which is okay, a okay. gravel triathlon. So, okay. So Grand, okay. So which one's the titanium you're just talking about? The yeah, weekend? Grand Rapids Tri and Michigan Titanium are just kind of your regular on paved road tri, uh, triathlons. Okay. So let's forget about those. Yep. Anybody who's a triathlete, go check them out. Yep. Gravel stuff. Yep. So we have two gravel triathlons. We okay. have Dirty Mitten and we have Ugly Dog. Uh, Ugly Dog, we took over this year from Eva over at Epic Races uh, over in Ann Arbor. Um, and then we have three three gravel bike races now. Whoa. So, okay. How do you, how, so the Dirty Mitten's yours. Yep. How'd you come up with a Dirty Mitten? Hey gravel riders, are you new to the sport and had a fantastic summer exploring and getting to know gravel rides? And now you put together a kick-ass 2023 gravel event schedule, but you're not quite sure where to start with regards to training, staying, and keeping fit over the winter? Well, if that's the case, this might be the program for you. It's my 20-week winter online road cycling skills program. It's geared towards people just like you who are looking for ways to properly train over the winter. Hi, my name is Sylvie Deu, a Level 3 cycling performance coach, bike club founder, and online cycling coach. I put together a killer 20-week online cycling skills program that runs from now till April. And Here's what the schedule includes. Cycling skills, hills, climbing, pedal stroke efficiency, intervals, endurance base building, everything you need to maintain and build a solid fitness base 
for the spring. Workouts are scheduled and planned, which takes all the guesswork out of how and what to train. It's all you need to do is really show up and absorb all the material. Here's why it's such a great program. Our current clients are already enjoying amazing fitness gains in such a short amount of time. And this could be you. How it works, you sign up for a monthly subscription that is only $49 Canadian. What you get for this low rate of only $49 is the most comprehensive winter coaching program on the market. You get access to online coaching from a level three performance coach, which is me, weekly uh, cycling skills sessions, which is on Thursday, which include pedal stroke, hill climbing, and this session is also recorded. On weekends, we are set up with an endurance base building group ride on Swift. Tuesday night interval sessions on Swift, where we focus on sprints and speed, and also putting together all of our skills and techniques that we learned. This program is goal driven. We have clients who are looking with simple goals of just keeping fit, getting faster, and a lot of us are looking to ride 100K by April. This program is great for all time zones. But don't wait another moment to get involved in this program. And it's the best $49. Don't wait another moment to get involved in this program. It'll be the best $49 a month you've ever spent on training. And if you've ever been looking for a cycling coach, which I encourage you to go Google, $49 is a super affordable rate for what you're going to get. We have a supportive Facebook group with chat rooms for our training rides, access to an actual coach, plus you'll gain the knowledge you need to improve your cycling form, skills, and technique. Go to www.cyclingskillspro.com. That's cyclingskillspro.com for more information and to register today. Take advantage of all the benefits this program has to offer for an amazing deal of only $49 a month. Don't wait another week to get on track to training smarter, not harder this winter. And a bonus for you guys, use the code GRAVEL to get 20% off 20% off your first month. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Like most things we do. Um, although. <laughs> no, but that's a great, like. When we. It, it's a great name. When we reserved the domain name, you know, we were just making sure no one else had done anything with it and things like that. We did have to reach out to Urban Dictionary and uh, ask them to remove an entry because it was very, very inappropriate. <laughs> And it was oh. the first thing that came up when you Googled Dirty Mitten. Oh, God. <laughs> so we got that cleared up and then we launched the website and it was a blast. It's it, like I said, it is the most fun I have ever had an event as a director or a participant is the Dirty Mitten. Whoa. Okay. So the Dirty Mitten is a gravel try. And, and on Sunday and then a gravel bike race on Saturday. Oh, and then a gravel bike race on Saturday. Yep. Okay, so the gravel bike race Saturday, the triathlon on Sunday, yep. full dirt fest weekend. Yes, ma'am. All right. Okay, so then we're the ugly dog. Okay, how did you find out, come up with, oh, you took over the ugly dog from somebody Ugly else. dog is actually named because of the title sponsor. It is uh, Ugly Dog Distillery over in uh, Chelsea. Oh. <laughs> so the awards at that event are 
awesome. <laughs> They're actually uh, vodka bottles that are etched with the logo and like, you know, winner and things like that on them. Oh, very cool. But it really is until we ran into this year, um, a team of high schoolers won the relay. Yeah. Oh, so they, they really couldn't <laughs> accept their awards. I'm sure there's parents behind them saying, Hey, yeah, well, okay, we'll, we'll just the family will take for it next for you. Year. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Eh? Jesus. Actually, I had vodka, I had alcohol as a, as a prize or it was a door prize actually at one of my events. And, uh, yeah, they had to be of age. <laughs> it's like, yes, it's, not uh, for you guys. It's always a big hit providing you're 21. Mm, oh yeah. 21. Ours is only 18. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of friends who used to go to Windsor in high school. Yeah. It was 18. So now being a race organizer, you just, you mentioned before we started that, um, you used to have a job yep. and now you don't. <laughs> so yep. this is a full-time full -time. gig for you. Yep. I joke. I'm, uh, depending on my mood, I'm either unemployed or retired. Um, where, you know, my wife likes to argue that there better be a paycheck coming at some point. Actually, it sounds like my husband, but it's totally viable, right? Yeah. Well, like, woo so, um, hmm. yeah, it's, it's absolutely the best job in the world. We joke with, you know, uh, since we took over these races and started creating our own back in 2019, right before COVID, cause we have awesome timing. Um, <laughs> I think I, everybody's got awesome time. Yeah. I, I haven't worked a day yet. Work, work. Yeah, I, right. I, we don't work. I just get paid to hang out with my friends all day. I get paid to inflict pain on my friends and laugh at them and come up with crazy ideas. It's awesome. Okay, so let's go back to the ugly dog about yep. that event. And then you mentioned you started a new one, which is Waterloo GG. That's G -G. another one we took over, actually, from the same oh, lady who had a uh, really? dog. Uh, yeah, she doesn't do gravel, um, but she would be a person for you to talk to because she's very passionate about women's events. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yes. We'll yeah. talk about that after. Yeah. Now, what kind of event is that? Is it just Waterloo, a... Waterloo is just a straight up gravel race. Okay. And it, it's Waterloo is kind of fun because it's, it's a little different because you actually go through a gravel pit. Oh, <laughs> I have uh... many of those out here. Actually, I'm, I've got one over there and one over there. So I know exactly what they... Yeah, not big they, ones, mind you. Yeah, you used to, uh, you know, you'd go through a road and they literally, uh, they got permission to tear up the road as portion of their, their gravel plant. Oh. And so now they have to let us go through. And it, it's, it's really one of the cooler parts of the course because you're actually riding through a gravel pit down this steep hill and gravel and around the big piles of gravel. And it's, it's really fun. Yeah. So that's the gravel G&G &G and Ugly Dog. What's this one about? Ugly Dog is another gravel try. Okay. Yep. So well, the, the three that you'd really be interested in are Waterloo, which mm -hmm. is uh, in April. And that's okay. over on the other side of the state in Jackson. So it's closer to you. Um, then the Dirty Mitten bike race in September, and then Road to Hell, uh, which is another just gravel bike race in October, same area. I like that Road to Hell. I was talking to Pam about that. Um, I'm like, road to hell she's go no literally you ride to hell yep which is hell michigan yep it is a township <laughs> in michigan 
And actually, we uh, we were approached by uh, the the Region Two Economic Development Council over there to develop a race just to show off some of their outdoor assets over there. By and the way, first off, if if anyone hasn't ridden over there, like in Michigan, if you live in West Michigan where I am, anything yeah. east of Lansing is just Detroit. That's what everyone thinks. Oh, okay, yeah, and it's not. They're like the area around Jackson. It is an amazing gravel. People were blown away that we brought over there. Um, and, and so we kind of put together this uh, race and it was supposed to be called uh, to hell and back. And we were all set to launch on a Monday. And then the week before someone else launched a race called to hell and back that went from a different area, like from Brighton, Michigan, over to hell. And back. Back. So, so over the weekend, we had to pivot and come up with another name. Uh, oh, no way. Oh, my God. But it, it, it's probably the most fun we've actually had building out a website, because if you look, it's Road to Hell. He's got we have all these. Uh, there's the four courses of the apocalypse. Uh, there's all these <laughs> random quotes from like Dante's Inferno and just all these these crazy things. It's 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 a fun website. And it was oh my an God. amazing race. Do you do your own website, too? I am very fortunate. And I, I tease that my, my partner, John, that the, the reason I, I partnered with him was because I couldn't afford to hire him. So I just make him work for free because that's his background is graphic design, web design, things like that. He used to work for big, you know, fortune 100 companies. And now he does it for our little, little bike. And, dra- and gravel rides. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Like, see, this is the kind of gig I need. I need yep. to work myself into. So that's why I need to talk to you after. Yeah. But let's, let, so, all right. So you've got all this stuff going on. I imagine right now is probably a crazy time because I've seen everybody's like registration is open across the board for like all the ones that I did. Well, I just got in, into gravel like last September of like last year. Yep. And so I didn't know about all these things, all these rides until I started, I did a gravel. No, I did a, an event series on my podcast and I started talking to all these event organizers and i'm just like oh my god that's cool and then so that's how i ended up at barry roubaix and like um and some other events and i was going to go do coast to coast but i was really i got really sick from covid before that so i couldn't go um and now i'm like okay now i'm like i got my i know more i'm like putting out my schedule and you sent me that really nice invite and i'm like Hmm. <laughs> like maybe I might have to put a couple on the yep. on my um but um so now let's pivot and talk about you the race organizer cuz like you were mentioning before it's not as simple as you th- as everybody perceives. Everybody goes to the nope. event, has amazing time, but it's the background stuff that gets that like like now like start work starts now updating the websites you know um all the dates maybe routes um and getting it launched out so you start seeing your money come in yep yeah i mean this time of year uh sponsorship is a really big one oh yes because especially the the as you deal with larger companies they're they're setting their marketing budgets right now for the next year right and if you don't get in in september october november a lot of the time you're you're not going to get in or you're not going to get as large of a, a sponsorship amount. Right. So sponsorship's really big. Um, redoing all the websites. 
uh, checking with all the different locations, getting your um, yeah, your approvals, your, your and... venues, and everything approved, your permits mm -hmm. approved. Mm -hmm. um, some places won't let you do it till after the first of the year, but you still try to get everything lined up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's a full time job, three hundred and sixty five days a year. This is this is all we do. It's all we think about. It's fun. Yeah. Yes, and um, you don't want to miss one of those approvals, approvals, if anything, getting the police on board, the fire stations. Yeah, it's yep. just everybody needs the the notification, um, the, and you as an organizer need the approval. It's, it's, and sometimes it can be super hard, especially if you're new. I had my event for, you know, once you do it one year, like I remember I had to do a proposal to the police yep. department right yep. and and fire station and they're and we're in this where like your contingency plans and all these things yep. they need to know and yeah it was a bit nerve-wracking i have to say and well and every <laughs> municipality we deal with is different yeah um, some want to be really involved some have a lot of hoops you have to jump through mm -hmm. some you call and say hey we're going to have a bike race it's we're not holding it in your township but it's going to ride through and their mm -hmm. comment is i don't care why are you telling me <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, so those okay. are the races you try to have. That's where you want to have a bike race is where they're yeah. That's why so many gravel races are out in the middle of nowhere. A, that's where gravel is. But B, you don't have to worry about shutting down roads mm -hmm. and things like that. And it's a lot easier. It is. Yeah. And a lot less expensive. I mean, we joke with some of with our two bigger triathlons, the traditional paved road ones. We, we buy our, our county a cop car every year. That's how much we spend on police costs. Yeah, like forty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, it's true. Like I used to have a time trial event, one of the hilliest ones I have to say that I've ever been on, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so I didn't didn't shut down roads, but it was on a a secondary road, which is enough mm -hmm. to uh, cause a little bit of concern and needing a ton of volunteers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, or just even police coverage at intersections. You know. Yeah. It gets, you know, 95 to 125 bucks an hour for a police officer officer to to stand there really starts to add up, especially when you get to a, you, you know, have a couple hundred mile course. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So now I don't know if you mind me asking, because I'm always curious and I'm going to be extra curious, the because you have so many to organize, mm -hmm. like, do you have small subcommittees for each one of them? Or do you guys just work simultaneously it, it, or that's actually something we're working on right now <laughs> some uh, growing pains of growing from a the small, growth yeah like a medium-sized business we went from two races one year to three to nine uh, and we've <gasps> got more planned you know going forward um and originally the original owners kind of structured the two first races as what they had champions so they were unpaid volunteers um, but they were kind of the champion of the bike portion, the champion of the run portion. And then they would have other volunteers under them come race day. Uh, and that worked really well when you have one or two races. Mm -hmm. uh, but as we've gotten bigger, we need to have, make sure we have consistency and quality across all the events. So this year we experimented, we added a few key people basically kind of, you'd still think of them as a champion, but the, it's a paid position. Uh, mm -hmm. And they went to all our events just to make sure that when you sign up for a tries for health event, whether it's 
a paved bike race, a trail run, a, a gravel try, uh, everything is the same. Same quality, the same course um, markings, everything. That's good. So yeah, consistency across the board yep. for all of them. And it's very nice. It's I mean, you've got to have good people because yeah. one of the things we found this year is that you know some of the people we've hired, it's he, they don't even talk to us. Here's a problem. They fix it. They tell us about the problem after the fact. Uh, other people require a little more handholding. And on race day, as a race director, you're so busy, you don't have time to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Now, here's the money question, John. <laughs> and you know, I'm going to ask, well, maybe you don't, you don't have to disclose, but seeing that it's your full-time now full-time job, like you had to literally leave a job, I guess, yep. to, to pursue this because it just was, <laughs> I can see how it would be all consuming now yep. that, uh, now obviously it's pain enough for you to stay at home. Hopefully. <laughs> Fortunately, my wife has a job. I tease her. It's like when we were in college and I, I wasn't working and she was working daycare at the YMCA. She was my sugar mama making like six fifty an hour. Um, fortunately, oh God, the back of the day. Yeah. 20 some years ago. Fortunately, she makes a little more than that now, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a very big leap of faith on my part. And, uh, John, my, the other John, my partner's part. Yeah. Uh, and maybe more importantly on our wife's parts. Yeah. All right. Enough said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in theory, all the numbers say we should be able to, to be comfortable and, you know, I don't have to like tell my daughter she can't go to dance class and things like that, but uh, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's all in the marketing right now because yeah. there, so as somebody was saying that there's just more and more gravel events showing up. So now it's, they're talking about the saturation level. Yeah. So it's and, like any, any market, you know, you get to a point where it's going to become oversaturated and then there'll be some contrition and things like that. And well, I imagine we'll, like it's, it'll be kind of like, which ones are going to last the test of time. Yep. And like Barry organizers. Always be around, you know, Barry, Barry's amazing. I do that race almost every year. Yeah. Um, Scott and Rick built a really good thing and, and Matt and Jenny are, are, are helping continue that. Um, mm -hmm. And then, but when you look at the calendar, you know, I've got a, a spreadsheet that lists all the, basically all the races in the state. Um, and because of how many events we have, it's got running races and bike races. It's got oh. everything and it's this long. Yeah. So trying to find a weekend to put on a new race is almost impossible. Um, you're, you're always going to end up stepping on someone's foot. And, and when you get to that point, people have to choose uh, and, and that's where, you know, after a few years, the market will kind of really show you which, which, which races are working and which ones aren't hopefully ours are. Well, I think if you build, um, I know, I don't think, I know if you build like a really solid fun event, yep. people will come back like, you know, um, like Barry, Barry Roubaix is a prime example. Like I haven't, I haven't gone to yours, but just, I, even though like you, even though it snowed last year or well, this year, I mean, you were there. Yep. Um, and, and I was like, so I didn't get the full experience, but I'm like, I can see how it would be, you know, a, 
an a like an event you know the like how much fun it would be yeah and, and our i mean our background was athletes first so mm -hmm. we know what athletes want in general we we, we talk to our friends all the time um you know what do you guys want to see from races and every decision we make comes back to what's best for the athlete you know there's a lot of things we do that financially might not be the smartest thing like this year or this year yeah in April at Waterloo, we catered in um, this amazing smokehouse 52 barbecue from a, a local place in Chelsea. And it was, you know, it was pretty expensive. But our thought is, but we always put that athlete experience first. And then hopefully that pays dividends down the road with more registrations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You, you know, the thing is, I mean, something to try to, to separate yourself a little bit to make your yeah. events unique. That's what I was going to say. And, um, yeah, so it's like one of those talked about events, like you did this. Yeah. And the thing is, that was what I was going to say. Well, you have multiple events so you can try different things at. We only have one year and one time <laughs> to yeah. experiment with something. And that's the thing, right? Because, like, if it doesn't go, whoa, I've got a full year to, like, yep. figure it out for next year. Well, we did a lot of experimenting this year. We're also fortunate that we have these larger existing events that can yeah. help carry some of these smaller events while we're mm -hmm. trying to find our footing. Um, but, you know, some of like if you look at the Dirty Mitten, um, the awards and things like that that we did were just over the top this year. Um, actually, I think that's the, cool. The, 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 the male and female winner of the Half Crazy Try, the Gravel Try, they actually got full four foot wide WWE wrestling belts. Oh. We called it the uh, gravel world championship of the universe. They were, <laughs> they were amazing. We've got a four year supply of them. Cause that was the only way we could get the price of the belts under like $300. Oh my God. Like they, they're legit something they would use at like a bodybuilding show or, I mean, they're, they're absolutely amazing. Um, and that was just one thing to see, like, does that move the needle? Does that get people to sign up? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's one thing that I've done with, um, my, my, um, well, when I, I did my try, cause I'm, I'm gravitating from my, that try not triathlon time trial mm -hmm. to gravel, um, for a number of reasons. Um, but I always had unique, um, um, I don't know, unique uh, podium prizes. Yep. And I, you know, and I would contract it out to one, an artist locally. So, it, it, you know, so I contributed to the local economy um, and think and people were exposed to them. And, and I, I kind of like that over just like the metal. Yeah, you know, we, that everybody's got that. Um, Actually, it was at the the Dirty Mitten for I think it was the bike race. We contracted with a, a buddy of ours locally who makes bike bags, so top oh. two bags, uh, saddle bags, things like that. And we got custom embroidery on them for the Dirty Mitten, and it'll say first place, second place, third place. And that's what we gave out for awards, rather than just the plastic trophy that's going to maybe go on the mantle and be forgotten in uh, you know six weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's fun trying to find unique things like that, that, uh, you know, people can, can take home and be proud of. So now you keep adding to your 
list of events, is there a time where you're just going to cap it and you're like, okay, I'm just, we're just going to work with this many events. Do you think? Never say never. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you said you had nine. Yeah, we've got nine and actually, cause we just added, um, yeah, it's a, a paved road race. So you wouldn't be interested, but the, uh, I used to road race. Yeah. It, it, it's a, <laughs> it's just a Fondo. It used to be called the MSU Fondo here. It's a, you know, 1500 to 2000 person race. Oh, wow. Um, it goes from Grand Rapids out to Lake Michigan and back four different distances. We added, that's our, our only addition next year. We added a little too many this year. We were pretty tired by the end of the year. Yeah. I like, I just think about how much I go through for one event. Yeah. I can't even imagine like having to be like turn around and then right back into the next one. And it's crazy. And, and some of these events, you know, we, we keep taking a good thing and we make it more difficult. Um, <laughs> like Grand Rapids try used to be a single day event. We added that into a weekend. Oh. So that's two days. Uh, Michigan titanium. We it's a, a 140.6, you know, full distance try. So we get there at three in the morning and we leave at three or four the next morning. Um, same thing with Dirty Mitten. The first year was great. So let's make it more complicated and add a bike race on Saturday. So we're there all weekend. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do stuff like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's like I said, that we just, uh, uh, all the athletes are our friends. That's the best part about <laughs> the job is just hanging out and talking to the athletes. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's fun because we just get to hang out with, uh, our friends all day and make them do things that hurt. Yeah, I know. Making them challenging, right? Yep. So are all the price ranges, are all they relatively the same? We've tried to standardize it kind of based on distance. Um, okay. So if, if you look at, say, Waterloo versus, you know, Road to Hell, the, the shorter ones are going to be the same price, the medium ones and the longer ones. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but triathlons are going to be quite a bit more expensive uh, than a road race just because there's so much more involved with it. Uh, the first, oh, Waterloo was the first one sport event we put on as just a bike race. We were shocked at how much of an easier lift it was than multi-sport. It was just oh. like, it was like this, this, this is it. That's all we got to do. This is awesome. Time trials are the easiest yeah. to put out. Yeah. One sport <laughs> instead, or, you know, one race, basically, instead of three, it makes it a little easier. Oh, yeah. Like, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not there forever. You might yeah. have like, you know, a dozen categories, but at least they follow each other like yep. right away. And then you just do podiums for everybody and you're like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have, I have people that keep telling me they want me to add a uh, full so 140.6 triathlon at the Dirty Mitten. And I keep telling them, that's fine. You sign up. Once we get to 50 people doing the half, I'll consider it. Because oh, I'm going to yeah. have to sit there for 24 hours. To yeah. Do that. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Especially with how difficult that course would be. Oh, but if you do, it should be a prerequisite that they have done the your first one first before. I like that. Being able to do the other, because then, you know, they've been on the course, yep. they've done a triathlon, first of all, and they know what to expect. Yeah, we, we did have a, a few people. So you, you did race Barrier Bay, right? What distance? A hundred kilometers. Okay. So you hit Sager Road, the Jeep, the, the Jeep Road, the seasonal yeah. road. Yeah. Um, 
our the the dirty mitt in the entire race was just the triathlon portion was designed about around that section of road uh so oh, okay the, uh, i think the 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 half crazy hit they had like four or five miles of that road uh, mm. so the you know if, if i did a full i'd probably make sure they have at least 10 at least you know 10% of it is just that seasonal road. That's just terrible. And you, it was all sand and they had to hike their bike. And I had a, a good time. I, I liked it. Me too. Uh, for, for my first time ever, I didn't know what to, that would have been my second gravel race ever. And, um, but I had done a, a lot of adventure racing. Sure. So, so I know, you know, like, you know, when you get into weather and like this and long dirt and i ridden my bike for hours and hours and hours before like my mountain bike and so i'm like okay well i'm gonna dress warmly and i'm not gonna care and i didn't freeze any piece of me like i maybe i'd overdone the jacket but but i looked at some people i'm like eh, it's minus five and you're wearing a skimpy little jacket and like you know uh I don't know, <laughs> like, even if you're, you're going fast enough over time, you're going to get tired and cold and anyways, yeah, I don't go that fast. I get cold. Yeah, well, exactly. And, and, uh, you know, I finished it in five hours, which I was pretty happy. Um, and I wasn't trying, I was just, I didn't know what to expect. So I was just like, okay, I'll just yep. hang out. I was in wave five. I couldn't believe there were so many waves. It's, it's funny. You say that was your, your second race. <laughs> Uh, Barry Roubaix was actually my first group ride. Oh, shut up. Yeah, we're, I'm sitting there with uh, my buddy. We're in the start corral surrounded by hundreds of people. And I looked at him and I'm like, huh, should I warn all these people this is my first group ride? He's like, no, I think like, you should keep that to yourself. Yeah, just like, we'll just go around you. Around. Exactly. <laughs> no, but yeah, so that was uh, that was a good time. So, um, is there anything else? Like we've got next year going on. You have nine events next year. You, you get better start resting now. Yeah. <laughs> when I do mean, they start in April? Uh, yeah. Sign up for races. Now it gives you a incentive to hop on the trainer, which I'm going to have to do after this call. Um, oh, good. Which I'm not looking forward to. And you know, if, if you're just looking for gravel, like if you go to any of our races, you'll see there's actually a bundle. You get, I think it's $10 oh. off a race if you sign up for all three. Um, oh, great. You know, so, yeah. I, oh, what else, Walk. what other promos can they expect on your page? Do you have an early bird? Do you, what do you have? Uh, most of them have been open for a little while now. So we're beyond early bird, uh, but pricing does go up the closer you get to the event. Uh, right. If they're on a group or a team, you know, if they reach out to me uh, through the website, we usually do discount codes for teams and, and things like that. But you know, just for, for gravel bike races. Yeah. We've got Waterloo in, uh, April over towards Jackson, Michigan. Um, it's a fantastic race. It's been around for a lot of years. It'll have probably about 700 people. Uh, it's sold out last year. We expect it to sell out again. So do um, you, you have your capped your numbers as well? Just, yep. uh, yeah, we sold out about 650 or so last year. Uh, and this year we think we found some more parking, so we'll, oh. we'll raise it a little bit this year. Uh, and mm. then, uh, the dirty mitten, which takes place down in, uh, Middleville, Michigan. And that's so much fun. Like we said, both uh, bike race on Saturday and a try on Sunday, a little flatter, a little faster. 
Uh, and then the road to hell in October, where you go from uh, basically Jackson, Michigan, out to hell, Michigan and back uh, four different distances. It is a perfect time of year. Uh, it's all it's beautiful. The colors are out in the trees. Oh, um, and it, those those courses were pretty special, especially the two longer ones. We got a lot of just amazing feedback on the courses for those. Yeah, and I bet they love the the time of the year, too. Oh, it was just absolutely perfect. Yeah, that's October, right? Yep. Yeah. October is a nice time to race. There's not too many races in October, actually. When when we created Road to Hell, there were not. There was a big hole in the calendar. Um, and last year, there were four races in the state on that day. <laughs> or last year being, I guess, this year. Yeah. So you, know, oh, you talk about the, the calendar getting a little oversaturated. That was a pretty good example. Yeah. Oh God. And the same day of all things. Yep. Everybody's thinking. This, yeah. So, you know, we wavelength. always try to work with other race directors as well, just to try to spread things out, mm -hmm. uh, especially over here in West Michigan. We know all the race directors and we all try to stay off each other's weekends. And sometimes it's easier to do that than others, but it's just something we try to be aware of. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's so cool. So people can go to your website get um choose three races and get yeah, a discount you go to, uh, uh triesforhealth.com t-r-i-s the number four health.com that'll have links to all the the races we've been talking about okay. and if just gravel bike racing is your thing those three are open right now uh you can do one of them you can do three of them and there is bundle pricing uh if you want to do all of them and also john mentioned if you have a group then you can contact them directly for a discount code. So yeah, don't yeah. forget that. Oh, wow. This has been so cool chatting with you. Thank you so much. Um, and I hope as a listener, you've been inspired because now is the time to get inspired about your uh, next year's race calendar. I've been talking a lot on the podcast on getting ready, goal setting, training, that training right john you got to get on the bike to train yes. um <laughs> and to get yourself ready for next year properly organize your your time accordingly and be realistic with your events <laughs> don't do them every weekend even though as we heard michigan is the probably the state to be racing every weekend yeah if, um, if you go to gravelmap.com which is a wonderful resource uh it, yeah, it's it's uh, basically people have mapped out all the gravel roads. And if you look, Michigan is probably the most mapped state and the entire state is just yellow, yellow being a gravel road. Because I've heard there's many different like coast to coast, I think was one that we're getting off topic here, but that has like multiple different um, terrains. Yes, coast course. to coast is great. Um, Mark, which I can give you an introduction to him if you want to. Just oh, I've to him. interviewed him already. Okay, yeah, Mark's yeah. a buddy of mine, uh, and I did that the first year, and I think it took us. We were one of the last uh, finishers. It took us like twenty hours. Um, <laughs> my butt hurt so bad, but I spent the last <laughs> six hours debating if I was going to hug Mark or punch him when I saw him at the finish line, and I must not have been the only one because he ran away when he saw me. Um, <laughs> But it's no, like, it's, okay, you finished, bye. Yeah, it, it's really fun because it's very different terrain. The east side of the state is flat. There's more paved roads. Uh, my favorite portion was you get towards the middle of the state near Cadillac, 
and you get into the state forest and things like that. And it's just gorgeous. <laughs> That's my husband, John. <laughs> I gotta go pick up the truck. Yeah, uh, that's and I was I wasn't gonna do the long one. I was gonna do the the loop, but mm -hmm. I heard that so many great things like interviewing him, right? Yep. And then, um, yeah. So, but anyways, back to our listeners. Make sure you go and check out the. Uh, well, you can go check out the gravel map, but also it is a try tries for health to see all of the events that John was talking about, all his nine events, um, and start filling up your calendar. So yes, thanks a lot, John. Thanks a lot to our listeners and have an amazing day, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.